Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. This is exciting. Live in studio, we have Esmeralda Leon is joining me. So happy to have you here, Es. Oh, thank you. Yay! Happy to be here. Uh, I, uh, whew, what a year. We, this is the last show of the year. So, yeah. And we, we're not going to do like a top anything. Eh, exactly. Everybody knows. Look it up. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> the worst things ever. Yeah, you'll you'll get that from everywhere else. Yeah. Look, I did not know who this guy Tate was. I, mean, I think I knew about him in the background, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know anything about him, like, the ro- yeah. concrete, right. concrete things. I just knew he was a terrible human. Mm-hmm. And but that whole thing just makes me giggle. Yeah. For, it, oh. oh, for anyone who doesn't know uh, what happened on Twitter, so this guy I don't know his first name is like Am- Andrew. Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate is a uh, far right wing misogynist racist who likes to brag about abusing women mm-hmm. and uh, just being a horrible. Like it always has to own somebody. He has to do it. At, oh, of course. Yes. He's a man's man. And I don't know how he and Greta <laughs> got into it. Uh, well, th- so what had happened was I don't know where it started from where I know it, but. He he decided to tell Greta, because she's an environmentalist, about all the fancy cars that he has. Right. In detail. Right. And then she decided to uh, clap back, as the children say. Was it small penis uh, energy, but it was something, another word, I think? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, because he's like, I'm, I'm happy to email you the list of my cars. So she said, sure, email me to right. at small penis energy at getalife.com. Yes. And she's a 19-year-old girl, and I don't know how old he is, but yeah, he got... 36. I don't know why yeah, I know that. He got owned. He yeah. got owned by that the, teenage girl. Yeah, because he goes, uh, thanks for letting us know you have a small penis back at her. Mm-hmm. And he, and this was somebody who had been previously banned from Twitter yes. because of some of the horrible things that he was writing, and because Elon Musk says that it should be... He, he says free speech, but he means horrible people because he started banning journalists for a while. And, oh, right. Right. So, what, he, what he wants. Right. His idea of is free speech. His idea. Right. And I'm sure unbanning a lot of these people to him is just, like, funny. Well, it's funnier to us now because right. this guy gave up his location yeah. in Romania, and the, the dumbest way possible. <laughs> well, and there's some there are some people saying that it's not necessarily because of the pizza box that they knew that he was in Romania. Mm-hmm. That it was a place called Jerry's Pizza, uh, but regardless, they did say the authorities said that because of his uh, social media posts, they they were able to track where he was. That there had been reports of rape and assault and yeah. human trafficking, mm-hmm. and they. They busted him at his home, uh, raided the property, and uh, yeah, I believe now he's in custody. Uh, and so, more of that. Let's do yeah, do it yeah, again. I would, I would like to see more people get what they deserve. Oh, really? Gosh. <laughs> Just be, that. It's, you know. it's one of those things where you have, it's exhausting to think of. Like, I, I went to, I was, I, I realize I'm not, I'm not fit to be out in public yet, like in a retail situation, like at stores, because I'm not, I tend to not be a let me see your manager kind of person. And right. I, and I found myself yesterday in a, oh, in a no. retail situation where I was like, I, 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 and like the kid that was the manager was, was like, it? it was, it was a mix up <laughs> at the register, and I, I can't go into any details, but they, they, they asked me one thing, and I said, no, I'd like to do it this way. And once they processed the return, they said, well, that's all we can do for you. 
and it was funny because they ended up losing money on the deal. Yeah. But it just wasn't the way I wanted to execute the transaction. Right. And what was bothering me was that the customers in front of me were better dressed, were, you know, very like, and they were spent like, like five, ten minutes with these people. And, and we're giving her, the, it was only two registers open. There was a line. I was, you know, when you're next, there's like that energy of being next and like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm ready. And yeah. then, oh, we're, and she like went back to the floor to grab them another jacket because they were like, oh, do you have this and clearly oh, they were going to spend God. money and I dress like this. I have a baseball hat. My braids are all over the place. I was yeah. wearing a mask. I have a big bulky jacket on and she spent 30 seconds with me, misunderstood my response to an answer and and I, and, the, and then she said, can I, can I do this over to the person standing next to her? And they're like, no, it's too late. So when I asked for the manager, it was that same person who said, no. She was, no, that was totally on us, but there's nothing we can do about it. And I was like, okay. How is it too late? It was, just, yeah, they already processed the, the and what I should have been like I should have just taken the, the items back with me and then and said, "Oh, I don't have to return these anymore." Hmm. <laughs> now what are I you gonna do? Yeah, it was I, very strange. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I, I would love to just shop online. Yes, I want to go back. But to I that. I I hate doing it just because I, I I can never find. I don't like. I want to see something. Sure. I, I, that means dealing with people. Exactly. And then <laughs> and then for buying things online, that means, one, we're supporting Amazon, but it's so well, easy. Well, no, you can go oh, to the website. Absolutely. I usually, I'm trying, I, I have something that I need to buy soon. And it sounds so hippy-dippy, crunchy granola, but it's just, it's um, compostable bags for my compost. Oh, <laughs> do you have a countertop compost or it's out, a, like a porch? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a bucket. Right. We bought it Aldi. That's for compost. But then we take it to a place. Oh, we cool. take it to a... Um, it's a, it's a lovely fear in the city of Chicago, I think. It's called Block Bins. Okay. So if you don't have the space to do your own compost bin giant thing or whatever, or you don't want to, you uh, they're all over the city. You can actually request to have one near you as well. But usually you, you can find one in your neighborhood. It's just a compost garbage bin that you then get the key code. You pay like 10 bucks a month. Okay. And you can... Dump all your compost. And then do you get back, like, some of the soil? Okay. Just wondering. There are some that you can. There's a lot of delivery ones, too. But I do this one just because I don't really have space to put a bucket outside. I just admit, I think someone's just going to take it. I tried to. (laughs) Right. Well, Just for fun. Like, I don't think they're going to steal it from the bucket. No, I think, like, someone's going to be mean and just kick it down the road. Which, unfortunately. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I was a teenager. See? Uh, yeah. Mm. Mm. I uh I I tried one I tried a I had a, like a big like a uh, metal bucket kind of thing and I would put my eggshells mm-hmm. and then other things in there. Um my husband was not thrilled with the experience. So then I did have a big uh like a, a you know massive rubber made you know canister yeah. like big So were you taking it somewhere or were you just in your yard you're going to do the, in that big compost bin but then oh, you have okay. to turn it too. Yeah, it's you a have, lot. It's a lot. You so. can do deliver there is a uh, places that will pick up compost now. I saw that. So. I have something my husband's going to be jazzed about keeping like, you know, peels and eggs. And, yeah, but you uh, put it in the back. You put it outside in the back door. That's true. You get a big old bucket and then that's where it all goes. I should do that. And it's, then sight unseen. It's supposed to be great. To yeah, I, You know what I love? The fact that my garbage doesn't get stinky. Right. Like that garbage right. inside my house. See, I guess I got rid of a bunch of slimy asparagus that I know I should have been able to compost somewhere. Right? Oh, yeah. I hate slimy. I hate when the, when, when you let the yeah. produce go too far. You're like, mm-hmm. just, it's the guilt of having bought it, having let it go back, exactly. and now I'm putting it in a landfill. And then also compost kind of makes you feel better about that. Right. But then it also makes you 
waste things more <laughs> you're like, right, because you're just like, I'll just compost it. I'll it's fine. Compost it. I can't get to it until three weeks later. Sorry, <laughs> lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> the mushrooms are the worst for me. I, mm, I, mm-hmm. whenever I, I always, I buy them with the intention of using them as soon as possible. Yeah. Then they get the brown spots. Then they, and I'm like, that's, and then that's they get, it. yeah, that's it. No, I've been, I've been trying to, thanks TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> I've been trying to save my produce and stuff. Right. In terms of like tricks. Right. Like you're supposed to put it in a paper bag. And the yeah. mushrooms will be better. Oh, really? I, I don't know. I With just, a paper towel. And like, I tried. It worked, I think. Yeah. Or I, I ate them sooner. I don't know. Well, yeah. Remember, and all those people that put things in glass containers, like they rinse the strawberries and they, in vinegar and water. Yes. And they let them soak and then they put Which them in glass. I got to get some vinegar. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> also a great cleaning product, apparently. On yeah. everything. But I uh, I tried doing that. I, I tried. Oh, you know what worked for me the other day was quick ripening a unripened uh, avocado. Was what? Oh, in it, the microwave? It, yeah. took the pit out. Mm. Uh, and I... You just by halves, you put it in a saran wrap and just microwave it for a minute, oh. and it was ready to go. Yeah, it was tasty. I mean, That's it has, it has to be somewhat close to ripe, but not like rock hard, because then it's hard to even cut through it. Oh, okay. But this worked, and putting them in the fridge and saran wrap as tight as possible does keep them at the ripened stage for longer than usual, too. That works really well. Oh. Huh. I mean, I just eat them. <laughs> like, I can't. I There's, eat one. Right. You know what I mean? Like, people are like, I'll have half. No. I know. I it's love, all it's going so in. It's good it's cholesterol. going in my belly. It's a good fat. Yeah. That's <laughs> a good fat. I love avocados. Let's take a break here. We're in studio with Esmeralda Leon. She's a co-host of, she's a co-host on Nick D's podcast, available mm-hmm. everywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah. And uh, she just recorded a You, Me, Them, Everyone podcast. Everybody. Everybody. I get it wrong every time. <laughs> you, Me, Everybody. With Brandon Weatherby. Weatherby. <laughs> Last week at the Hungry Brain. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. And there was a cold, let's talk about that when we come back. Yeah. And speaking of the storms, uh, Dave from Hoffman Estates uh, is calling in to talk about that snowstorm in Buffalo. So let's take calls when we come back. 773-763-9278. Want to thank our sponsors, Minocqua Brewing, for making these conversations possible. If you go to the Patty Vasquez show page, the locations where you can pick up some progressive brew is right there, as well as the uh, whiskey and a cookie show that we'll be doing sort of at 630. If Elliot can join Adam, otherwise it's going to be <laughs> just Adam talking. <laughs> but he's good at that, so we might have to put that all on him. And we want to thank kids above all, helping kids through traumatic situations and helping them reach their potential, you can go to kidsaboveall.org and find out ways in which you can support the work they do. And Warren Price called us yesterday from European and the U.S. Car Service. Thank you to Warren for your support as well. He's over at 4080 North Broadway. So check him out if uh, if you're in a situation you need a guy for your car. He's your guy. And we want to thank Gindo's Spice of Life for providing gift cards to our listeners. We have, uh, what's your favorite hot spice? Like, what do you like, uh, peppers or... What's your favorite like spice to put in anything hot for hot stuff? Oh my god! Like a jalapeno. What do you? How do you spice things up? Paprika. Oh, like yeah. oh, okay, like even a vegetable. Yeah. yeah. Probably jalapeno. Jalapeno. Jalapeno is the, the phrase that pays. Maybe a hot paprika. Oh, <laughs> jalapeno is the word to text today. 773-763-9278 for your chance to win a $50 gift card from Gindo's Spice of Life. More after this on WCPT 820. Uh, we look forward to talking to you. I'm Patty Vasquez. We're driving it home till 7. 
Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of every can of Choice Hard Seltzer you buy goes to reproductive rights organizations in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer this summer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Dino's Cardinal Liquors in Gurney, Illinois, and Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park, as well as in Chicago at Jarvis Square Tavern, Rogers Park, and Garfield's Beverage Express Wicker Park. Please drink responsibly. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820. I am so happy to have Esmeralda Leon in studio with me. Uh, we've known each other for about eight years. I think 2014 was yes. the first time we started working together. Yeah. You were in a little screen in yeah. the studio, but I'm like, hi, yes. People keep giving me dates about things like that, and I'm just like, I couldn't tell you. It's <laughs> well, all a bit of a blur, I those years. A, I have a text from someone that says, I've loved, uh, woohoo, uh, back at you. Oh, they're, uh, let's see, somebody said they love, they've loved you since Kev and Jim. Did you work with, with no? Uh, you didn't work with Kevin Matthews. I don't think that's me. No, I don't think that's me. <laughs> I think they, but Jonathan Brandmar, you yes. worked with Jonathan Brandmar, yeah, yeah, yeah. so maybe it was in that in that sort of era. Sure, it was, yes. it's all the the zoo radio. Well, he wasn't. Yeah, we, yes. they weren't there. I don't know. I was not there. Thank either. you. <laughs> Who? Uh, yeah, I was. I'll fascinated. take it. <laughs> he he needs a lot of focus. I remember they had to because he was at the same station. I was yeah. sort of a little bit of crossover, but they had to have the windows all covered. Mm-hmm. I mean, like here's mm-hmm. the, that was what cracked me up. We was, we had them. At the loop as well. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. it, it pointed out to a hallway that was of the building. Uh-huh. So people were just walking by. And he is like a puppy dog where, like, he sees something. He's like, what? Huh? Like, just attention will go t- all there and then just forget what was happening. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, what, what, was, what was interesting was, there, you know, to be a radio personality, you have to have a certain amount of ego. Mm. And all the guys that I worked with, ha- many of them had a lot of ticks. And yet somehow <laughs> in the middle of the night, like I was the crazy person. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? It's, yeah, it's one fascinating. Host I know would throw things at producers mm-hmm. and the tone I would hear these guys have with their producer. I was just like the disdain and dismissiveness. Yeah. And, and I was like, Ser- seriously? Oh, okay. I was like, you know, we're all coworkers, right? <laughs> It was nuts. Uh, and, and there were some overnight hosts like before me that I heard were really brutal on people as well. So, again, I want to thank folks who are texting. And jalapeno is the uh, phrase that pays today for your chance to win a $50 gift card from Gindos. Go to Gindos.com to find out about all their great products. We have, let's go to, to uh, Dave. We were talking about the big storm we had as was uh, doing a live podcast last Friday night when the mm-hmm. storm was rolling. And before, before I get to Dave, well, how, was the, how was the turnout for that? Yeah. Oh, um, um, it was, it was not, it was fine. <laughs> I, we, we have the experience of, of not many people showing up to things. Um, so it's never, because we, we, we recorded as well. So we're not as like, oh no, no one, no one came. No one will hear it. Right. You can hear it recorded. It's like having people in your studio. If they, if there's someone there, there is. It, exactly. Yeah. So it was fun. It was cozy. Yeah. But there was people there. So it was, it was nice to bounce back. You can get sillier, I think, when it gets to be like that when there's not that many people. It feels more intimate. You let loose a little more. Well, hopefully it's not always intimate because every month you'll be at Zany's in Rosemont yes. with live broad- live recording of the Nick D podcast as well. Yes. Excellent. And the next one is the 17th Yay! of January. Outstanding. And then let's get to, so now we were talking about the storm in Buffalo, New York, uh, the really catastrophic mm-hmm. situation there for a lot of people. Dave, what's on your mind, my friend? Hey, Patty. Uh, 
Uh, hey, Esmeralda, and Hi. I guess what it would be the proper way to say uh, Año Nuevo. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that just means uh, New Year. So happy okay, is Feliz. Oh. So Feliz Año Nuevo. Oh, okay. Anyway, the thought was there. <laughs> no, that was, that was very good. Okay, anyway, Adam, <laughs> I was going to tell Patty yesterday already, the, um, that I'd read a story where um, on a crawl on, um, on this Laura Ingrams show on Fox News where they had personally, you know, they were blaming Pete Bouges for the stranded Southwest customers on a tweet. You know, and he had nothing to do with it. And uh, I'm waiting, you know, next, I was waiting next for Trump to uh, come out and say that if he'd still been president, uh, the, the storm wouldn't have even happened. You know, he would have probably <laughs> took a sharp yeah. and made the storm go somewhere or... Do you remember or take when he the nuclear? Yes, take remember, the nuclear and drop a bomb. You know. Oh my goodness! Do you remember when he was like? And, he, and they'll always say, "Oh, well, it was a joke, right?" It was oh, of the, course. Drop a nuclear yeah. bomb. It was. Wasn't that in a hurricane? He wanted to know if they could right. drop a, a nuclear weapon in a hurricane. Oh, yeah. he, oh my gosh! Oh no, Dave's not yeah. not kidding. No, but, I yeah. I completely believe it. Just like injecting yourself with light UV light or something, and right. or drinking bleach. Yeah. These, oh no! Oh. I you well, you took him seriously. That's why we it's he owns joke. the libs. Yeah. Okay. Thank okay. you. Okay. Mr. President, like what is? Yeah. Wouldn't he, didn't he also want to stick a UV light bulb up there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then but this this morning I'm reading on that where where the progressive guy Rokana took to Twitter to kind yeah. of throw Pete Buttigieg under the bus. Oh really? West fiasco. It's a. So I guess it's a bipartisan bus throwing, but I seem to recall that uh, that was from a world-class snowstorm, you know, and and old software, you know, that uh, at Southwest. So how's Pete Buttigieg to blame, you know? Right. Maybe Rokana should uh, keep his, uh, worry about his own state, you know, before he start pointing fingers at others and stuff like that, you know, because, you know, he, you know, the, Airlines aren't federally regulated no more. And then, um, so, you know, he should have got on the CEO and that on on uh, Southwest to shell out a little bit more money and upgrade their IT systems, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the only person to blame is, I mean, a little bit of the storm, but Southwest dropped the ball completely. A lot of employees from Southwest, especially some of the folks that have been there for, a, you know, one guy, I think, for two decades talked about when he started with Southwest, how great, it, you know, the entire administration, everyone that was in the executive branch mm-hmm. of it, uh, down to the, you know, the accountants and the way they had the system. But as time went on, it was all just smoke and mirrors that they knew that they needed to update their systems and right. didn't do that. And that the pandemic started to expose it. And this was a full-blown failure, obviously. Right. Uh, on many levels. Right, because all the other airlines, of course, they they had delays and they had cancellations, but it, they recovered. And Southwest is was still, is still probably, I mean, they're still trying to get people. Well, I don't think they're really trying to get anybody anywhere, but <laughs> they were completely at zero when everybody else was starting to at least do a little bit better. Right. I I had I've never liked I just you know I know there are folks that love Southwest. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I never the chaos of sit wherever you want made me and you yeah. pay more for your assigned seating. Mm-hmm. But it was also the energy if I did pay, but then everybody else it was like a free for all. Yeah. Oh, it was. Too I much. also just never. Found, I mean, this is my experience. It just never was cheaper. Than anything, me, me it never. I'm like, where's this cheap <laughs> thing that I keep hearing? No, no. So, 
experience one time we had to take it for work to go to California or whatever, and my God, they had, it looked like uh, locusts went through the bathroom. They took a, the, whoever before, they took the, most, almost all the toilet paper and the, Oh, goodness. It just, oh, it was, it was horrible. You know, I, like you, I don't know what the, you know, the frills were, you know, and then they had that, you pull a card at that time, like if you were in group A or something, you got first on or something, and group B got, uh, when they would, were loading you and boarding you, so. But um, real, real quick, so you get to others that um thinking about that with the snowstorms. I remember back in Christmas of 77, and I was get, just starting on leave and ended up having to spend the night at Washington National. I think it's now uh, Reagan National or whatever in uh, D.C. And uh, we were on American. We were scheduled, but there was a storm and that, and it held everything up and uh, a line to get, you know, just like with the Southwesting, there was a line to get refilled. So I thought I ain't gonna get there for a while. So I'll go wander around a little bit in the airport, and then I, I got over to by the PWA desk, and then there was nobody around there. And so I walk up, I ask the, the agent, I said, "You got any flights going to Chicago?" And she kind of looked a little bewildered. I mean, like, <laughs> did I just come out of the cave or out of the woods or something? And she goes, "Yeah." She said, "When do you want to go?" So I told her the time and then I went back and there's that American line where some of the bodies were and I go well I don't know about you fellas but I'm going to Chicago tomorrow and they looked at me like what are you talking about and I said run over to TWA there ain't nobody there you know that they're doing it my god you should have seen the stampede head over to and TWA. now they don't exist anymore TWA no, no. sadly teeny weeny airlines TWA <laughs> <laughs> wow but, uh, and lastly, though, I went with Buffalo again. I was really amazed at the lowest, you know, the low with, after that storm, and probably storm for a generation, and, and and just to survive in that. And what do you find? The looters, you know. And then you figure probably some of these scum were in that line for the um, they were given that uh, like a uh, food bank line or whatever, you know, giving out food and you know hot soups and stuff like that. On, you know, I've seen that one on TV. That's, I mean, the lowest, the low there. So, anyway, yeah. let me yeah. clear off so you get to others. Okay. Be, be well, be We're, safe. You too. Be happy, healthy, Talk and safe, my friend. Patty. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Bye, Dave. Bye now. Let's take a break here. We're going to update uh, traffic for you in just a moment. And I continue our conversation with Esmeralda Lee on live in studio. You can check us out on our Facebook live stream as well. I know that sometimes the terrestrial radio gets a little after the sun goes down. It gets harder to hear us on uh, the terrestrial oh. radio. So you can listen to us on live stream or watch go. us on Facebook Live, WCPT's Facebook page or my page, the Patty Vasquez Show page, as well as on TuneIn and WCPT820.com. More in a moment on Driving at Home with me, Patty Vasquez, on the Heartland Signal. On January 6, 2021, followers of Trump and something called QAnon attempted a coup at the United States Capitol. Who are these people? I want to live with the QAnon girl. I could be happy the rest of my life with a QAnon girl. Believer of theory, she leans to the right. She never gets weary of being gullible and white. She's my QAnon girl. And 
like members of any cult. These folks seem willing to follow the directions of their leaders, no matter how irrational or insane or stupid they may be. She likes crazy leaders. She likes worshiping. She learned from a young age to believe anything she might do with non-girl. Trump twice, she bows at his feet. He promised her he'd kill the liberal elite for my QAnon girl. Here is what is expected of the members of a cult. Excessively zealous and unquestioning commitment to the leader and to the leader's belief system, ideology, and practices as if they were the absolute truth, the absolute law. The leader dictates how members should act, think, and feel. And, of course, whether acts of treason are really that's uh i wonder how the uh trumpsters are feeling today uh now that uh, i don't know i haven't seen anything about trump's tax returns but, oh yeah, yeah here, i just i've seen numbers but i need someone to explain it to I, me. I don't know I, that i don't know if anybody can help jim what were your thoughts on uh trump's uh tax returns i think the last show that of the 2022 we're still talking about just nut. but anyway <laughs> He's got two years. His first year and his last year, he wasn't audited at all. And on a serious note, I saw the head of the IRS. He's a nonpartisan individual who's a very hard worker. And he said, our problems were so understaffed that these millionaires and above a little over a million dollars, if we could get in, not to catch them anything, but just to audit, audit their returns, we could probably collect, it was $150 million. I don't know the exact number, but it was a huge number. And the Republicans are hesitant because they're saying, well, if we put the IRS agents on us, we're all going to be audited. But that's not true. What you want to go after the people that are making millions, Alex Trump, and different crazy things, you know, university. You should make a brick and mortar university somewhere, I don't know where. But anyway, uh, my point is that he got away with murder, and he, he said it many, many times. But there's a lot of people like Trump that are getting away with murder, and and uh, it's costing us uh, on the social scale around the United States. I hate, anyway, a great year, Patty, and have a happy new year with your guest. And just a, another, you know, the only you get, I don't know if I'm happy to see these years go by faster or what, but they seem to be flying by. Anyway, have a good night. Thank have, you. have a great night. I, I actually, I was thinking about that. I don't know. I'm sure there's some study as to why it feels like time goes faster the older you get. But when you're younger, you have so much less you know, memories and experiences. Right. So everything, like, it, because you're building it, right? So it takes longer to build. But once you've built so much. Well, you have more to look forward to. Yes. Than you have to remember. <laughs> okay, we need to change our mindset. <laughs> I mean, but that's, I mean, that's just the fact. That's a fact. Time comes for us all, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I was, I just watched uh, Top Gun Maverick, mm. but I was only allowed to watch it in chunks because every time I had it on the TV, my husband would be like, turn this off! Oh, Because wow. I can't stand Tom Cruise, oh. which I get. I get it, right? <laughs> only 13-year-old me did not know about all this BS, all the Scientology stuff and, right. and the dis, you know dismissiveness of people's mental health situations and things mm-hmm. like that. And uh, 13-year-old me was very happy with uh, Top Gun yeah. Maverick. It I was mean, fun. From what I've, what I've heard, that movie is like, uh, it's comfort food. Yes. It's a comforting, you know, you remember from a time. Yes. Back from the first one and all that kind of stuff. So, I, yeah. It was fun. I enjoyed it tremendously. Um, but... Uh, I was, you know, I was thinking about it. And for what, first of all, I mean, like, he still looks good. 
You know? He is still very well put together. Yes, he is very well. I mean, he does have a shirtless scene. They, of course, have to make him run because he's never not running in a movie. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, he always. Oh, that's his thing. Like, oh. there, there are certain things that some. There's a TikTok <laughs> about something that actors are always doing. Like, Brad Pitt mm-hmm. is always eating. Really? Oh, he's always chomping on something. The Interesting. First, the first time I noticed it was uh, Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tom Cruise is always, he's always like pumping his arm because he has <laughs> the short legs. He's really got, yeah, <laughs> he's really got a, yeah. yeah. Uh, really sweet scenes with, uh, a sweet scene with uh, with Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. And I thought Jennifer Connelly was fantastic. And it was it was nice to see people who are kind of my age mm-hmm. play their age a yeah. little bit. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It was fun. Yeah. It was I'm good. sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't understand how it's nominated for Golden Globes. It just seems more like candy. Yeah. Candy. It's, I guess it's kind of a lifetime of like, you've done a lot for the yeah. action film industry. Well, I've, and- I've heard that you don't really, you can't really put too much into yeah. Golden Globes anymore, apparently. No. I thought it was something prestigious, but I guess not. No, I think it's a, a lot of butt kissing. Oh, yes. I used to love, mm-hmm. Tony Fitzpatrick just posted about how he, he was thinking about how much he used to be invested in awards shows. You know, yeah. Th- me too. I yeah, can't. Same. I don't, but I mean, look, it's, it's like, again, it's the excitement of it. The Once you get exactly. cynical and you see all the hypocrisy of it and the business side of it and mm-hmm. uh, the manipulation of it, like a lot of other things. I mean, if you're going to elevate someone like Donald Trump, I mean, show business has a lot to account for. For in that, oh, they yeah. have, they have oh, a lot to do with of it, of course. Yeah, but Just, don't ask them; they won't. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to own up to no, it. Not at all. Let's uh, <laughs> let me. Oh, here we'll stay on Trump's uh, tax returns real quick. What are your thoughts, Elaine? Oh, hi, hi, um, hi. You know, I was thinking. You know, when Trump was running for president, he sort of bragged about not paying his taxes. Yeah. they knew how to get over paying taxes. Mm-hmm. And I know people who actually, like, admired him for that. And I used to think, you know, he's stealing money from the American people. I just don't get it. And the other interesting thing was I thought he said, and if I'm elected, I'll fix that so that taxes are more, you know, people like me can't get away with not paying or something. And I don't think he ever fixed anything. Oh, he made it worse. He made, you (laughs) know, he he put in big tax breaks for corporations and rich people for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I I just um, I never understood like why so many people voted for him when they were voting against their own best interest. You know? I know. I, I couldn't. Um, I never could figure that out even to this day. So I truly hope that he just sort of fades into the background or. You know, something somehow he, he's not ever reelected. That's my main. Let, yeah. Well, knock your, on wood. Yeah, exactly. Well, to <laughs> your point, Elaine, about what I remember him bragging about, and I believe it was one of the debates with Hillary. It was that he said, "Well, if you would do it too, if it, it's I, I can get away with it. That's the way the laws are written. Right. Uh, why, why shouldn't yeah. I? It means I'm smart. Remember, he's oh. a, yeah. Mm-hmm. He gives the illusion that he is. Uh, very rich, very powerful, very this and that. And a lot of people look up to that and they they think that at some point they will get to that point. And usually that is not the case whatsoever. They're probably more, you know, possible to become homeless rather than become rich and famous. But, you know, people like to think more, I guess. And again, yeah, so they vote against their because they think, oh, well, at some point I'll be rich. So then I will take advantage of that law. It's like, no, yeah. no, you're not <laughs> yeah, going to. You're not going right. like to. Yep. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, that's yeah. so sad. It's very sad. So hopefully, you know, I, I wish that the American people would wake up to that 
and that he would be taken out of politics because of the people's will, even more so than, you know, I don't know what kind of legal trouble he's in. But, um, you know, I mean, it would have made me feel better if the American people would have just woke up and said, no, we're not going to vote for this guy. I think what I'm I'm anticipating is. DeSantis elevating his attacks on Trump at some point because he is the front runner for the, as a presidential nominee and in order, but in order to have a clear path, he has to decimate Trump and maybe he's waiting for the legal system to work its way through. But at some point he's got to make a choice mm-hmm. and then so do Trump's followers. Do they go with the more viable candidate or do they stick with Trump and you know, they can't get out of the exit doors because they're not allowed to leave a boring speech. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I honestly think it's going to be, people are going to there's going to be a, a group sticking to him yep. and they're not going to give up and I don't know I, I guess enjoy yeah. yeah yeah there you go enjoy the fire <laughs> <laughs> well thank you both and I love your show Patty it's really great thank you Elaine I love hearing from you too have a great weekend happy new year my friend you too. You too. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And I uh, here. So here's a couple. Here's a couple of examples of mm-hmm. uh, on his tax returns. He claimed that his business DJT Aerospace LLC, op- which operates his personal helicopter, claimed forty two thousand nine hundred sixty five dollars, but it also claimed the exact number in expenses. So he zeroed it out to the exact dollar, which uh, is a statistical impossibility. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> but they uh, they're. They say that the figures are not evidence necessarily that something illegal was done. It just doesn't happen. Like usually, I mean, like you, you have your receipts and the fact mm-hmm. that it would equal like not even 73 cents off or, you know, whether it, you could take a loss. You could say it cost me more to operate this helicopter. Yeah. The, you know, the mechanics, the storage, the fuel, you could use those all as your tax, you know, breaks. Mm-hmm. But to have it be exactly zero, I mean, you're better off saying you had a loss, right? But he- <laughs> Right. I just, so, and it just hit me. He's not doing these taxes. Someone so, is doing them for him. Right. So, so I'm just like, where, how do they think this is going to go well? That's a good question. Right. Because, but ultimately he signs a document saying, and I guess best of my knowledge, then he could say it was his accountant. Right. Listen to this one. For each year of his presidency, he claimed he received exactly $18,000 in interest on a loan he gave to his daughter, Ivanka, and $8,715 in interest from her son, Don Don Jr. Uh, And he received exactly $24,000 from Eric. uh, These are all interest on loans. Can you write off? Can you give your kids money? Can and you then, give people <laughs> loans and then write them off on or well, do whatever for the taxes? I didn't know that was a thing. And then besides, <laughs> they were also making money off of deals in China. And, yeah. you know, and Jared was making deals with the, in the with the Saudi Arabians. Is I, it because he's a like a business I or he has a business? Like, how do you just be like, hey, daughter, here's this money I loan you. Now I can write it. Write stuff off on my taxes. I don't. This is really, I didn't know you could do that. I'm going to start loaning people money. It is super crazy. <laughs> and then getting interest. Although, see, see, here's the thing, too. I'm not a monster. And I wouldn't if I... But also, he probably thinks if I loan her this money, but then in whatever formal way, she then, I then write stuff off or whatever. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you just loan her money? Right. And then... Like, and then why do off, we know that why, you loaned her money? And why do we know about the... Like, yeah, if my mom loaned me money, she's not putting that on her taxes. And she's not, not charging... You don't, I don't think you have to. I mean, yeah, that's I what I'm, like, confused about. I didn't know you... you 
All right. And then Trump reported having foreign bank accounts between 2015 mm-hmm. and 2020, including a bank account in China, uh, <laughs> which is the way he says it. Yeah, so yeah. if you don't trust China, why are you putting money in China? Right. I'm just saying. <sighs> I don't know. The, the China bank account, which was reported by the New York Times, that's already been reported, was tied to his international hotels management business push in China. Uh, anyway. But then people just, they, they, you know, they just go, well, he didn't do that. It was someone else. He's just the, I mean, he truly is just kind of the face. I don't think he's smart enough to do any of these devious deeds. And that's where I think it, it's going to go awry that he's not going to be the one getting nailed to the wall for anything. Right. It's going to be everybody else. All the, here, here you go. In 2017... Oh, my God. Which, in a way, I guess is kind of smart, because then someone else takes the blame. Oh, as always. <laughs> and get this. In 2017, he paid... In federal U.S. federal income taxes, mm-hmm. $750. I paid more. <laughs> How am I paying more taxes than this man? Yeah, and, but but he, he paid a million in taxes to foreign countries. Okay, I got to stop reading this. Let's get to our calls oh, in a moment. Oh, he's fine with that. Okay, oh my, cool. What? Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. We've got Matt and Judy on hold. We'll take your calls when we come back. You can also text us at seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. And coming up at six o'clock, we're going to talk to a candidate who's running for the Wheaton for to be the Wheaton councilman at large. There's a, an election coming up in April, and uh, I, this is going to be. I, I'm looking forward to this conversation uh, to find out why they're running, what their motivation mm-hmm. is, and, uh, and what their plan is. Uh, although I, 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 I'm going to go gentle, um, but I, I, sometimes, <laughs> I, lately, I'm like, I feel like, li- because sometimes people, I, 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 I kind of made somebody upset who was a candidate recently, because they're not raising the money, and I'm like, it might, maybe it's different for a councilman at large, but for some of these races, you got to raise a lot of money or don't even just, I can't. I don't know what to tell you. Like you have to, right. be, you have to be. Reasonable. I mean, you're just telling them the truth. I know they got really upset with me. Well, I might have been a little hard, but I, I, I because being nice didn't seem to work. So I'm gonna be nice to you, Frank. <laughs> I promise. I just, I maybe I made someone cry. More after this on WCPT eight twenty. Text jalapenos to seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight for your chance to win a fifty dollar gift card. Gift card from Gindo's Spice of Life. Go to Gindo's dot com. Buy someone a subscription. Every month you get some great sauce. I'm just saying, Ooh. it's really good. Listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Hang out in studio. Someday, I really, I wish I could record off-air conversations, but I don't know if anyone needed to hear that. <laughs> But we, uh, I, I should do that. So, but I need to get everyone's permission, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I probably have to figure that out. Judy and Niles. Hey, Judy, how are you doing this lovely Friday evening? I, I'm doing okay. Oh. Not, not, you know, if, if you're 82, you, you don't have many fabulous days anymore. But, you know, if you get through them and you're still upright and breathing... Sure. That's cool. Fair. Yeah. I, I just wanted to, uh, before I forget, I want to wish everybody there Happy New Year because this will be, this is the last one you'll have in this year. So I want to say Happy and happy New Year to everybody there. But I wanted to, I, I, I'm so sorry, Esmeralda, that you have given up on the worm. <laughs> <laughs> I still have the box, though. The box was kind of pricey. Well, it wasn't that pricey, but it was pricey for... To put worms in it, <laughs> uh, you know, I've never. I, I I wondered about the price. 
I mean, people use just Tupperware bins, and I went all out, and I got this very lovely wooden thing off of Etsy. Yeah, because I was like, it's going to be in my house. It's going to look nice. But now it's just an empty box sitting in my house. (laughs) Did you ever have dreams of, like, worms just crawling around your house? or They did. Oh, then no. I'm not doing that. Well, because they were escaping. Yeah, it was really bad. They were escaping because apparently it was so bad in that box. Did did, uh, Jake like to play with them? No, he wasn't around. None of no. them were around. They didn't notice. Okay. The cats. The, yeah, they yeah. didn't. Okay. They weren't. Cause I, I think mo- they were dead by the time the thing no. even noticed. Yeah. Okay. It's, it, was, it got really bad. Okay. Now, <laughs> great. Now I can never have worms as things. I, I used to, you have a backyard, though. Not, my new thing is not having plastic if I can avoid it. Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking for um, a laundry basket. I, I found one I can send for. A laundry basket is the the old fashioned straw. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I got you know during the shutdown we got gazillions of catalogs. Mm-hmm. And I found a Vermont country store, and they have all kinds of old fashioned stuff. Oh. And, um, yeah, I like I really like them, and I really like dealing with them because they say as you're waiting. I know, I hate waiting like this, too, but you're going to get to talk to a genuine person from Vermont, and you do. That's oh, there you go. Well, yeah. that's nice. See, and then how we were talking about earlier, you don't want to, we don't want to talk to people in person, but over that. the phone is fine. I, I seem to have lost, I don't know if I ever had, the, I feel like I had the skill, like I was the go-to. Oh, of course, for, we all had the skill at some point, anymore. I think. Yeah, the pandemic crushed it. Oh, of just, course, yeah. Have, no, a lot of people that... That happened, but also small business. That's lovely. I that's I love to hear that, Judy. Yeah, just because. Yeah, I you know plastic is. There's the people who think it like leeches things mm-hmm. and stuff, and I don't know about that. I just know that there's plastic doesn't disappear. You know, right. it does not biodegrade. It does nothing. It's just it there forever. Decompose small enough. They're eating it. We're you know fish are eating it, and then we're eating the right. fish. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah we're plastic. just filled with plastic. I know. It's. I, know. I don't know what it's going to do to us, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if I like that idea. To ever live long enough to find out, it can't be good. Yeah. It. Yeah. It just doesn't sound good. Yeah. I don't. It may be fine. You know. Healthy wise, but I just I don't know if I want to be filled with plastic. I can't imagine no. <laughs> that it is. It's made out of oil, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, petroleum. Yeah, yeah. And, and My, we're just we're just making them richer, which makes me even angrier. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. See, don't be angry. Stick it to them, Judy. Exactly. Withhold the plastic. <laughs> Thanks, Judy. Have a wonderful New Year. You too. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's get to Matt. Hey, Matt. What's on your mind, my friend? Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. And also, I got on kind of late. Is this Esmeralda Leon? It is. This is. Yes. Oh, my goodness. We missed you so much after that evil, evil other radio station got rid of you on Nick. Oh, oh, oh well, thank you. I appreciate that. Traffic was never the same, even though Lauren Lapper tried. But, uh, <laughs> oh, <okay. yeah. laughs> uh, oh, yeah, no. I, I, I'm the guy that knows the past of, like, the entire history of Chicago Radio. It's fantastic. So oh, anyway, that's fun. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know this, but I have decided to start printing my face on uh, trading cards, and I'm going to be selling them for seven hundred dollars a pop. <laughs> oh, really? uh, I forgot so, that he yeah. was doing I, that. I, I wanted to wait until the last show of the year to describe this to you guys, okay. so and then yes. announce it. Okay, what's your head going to be on? Like a mermaid? Yeah. What are you going to be on? Yeah, 
Uh, no, I, you know, I thought about doing a mermaid. I, you know, it's going to be on Demi Moore's body from Striptease. Nice. Oh. Perfect. Yes. I like um, it. Now, that way I sell lots of them. Sure. Just, uh, and then you can pull a little cover up and see my head. Anyway, <laughs> um, the man's never going to actually pay his taxes. People should stop Mm-mm. requesting his taxes because the only thing it's going to do is drive these people crazy. It's never going to happen. The same thing that's not going to happen is that you're not going to change a single Republican's mind about a single thing. So stop trying. Agreed. The only thing you can do is defend against them. Mm-hmm. You never try to change them. You defend against them. They're the enemy. I die. I hate banging like this, like we're going to war. But the fact of the matter is we are at war. And yeah. we need to defend our country against these misogynistic, insane people. Yep. Uh, now, for a lighter note, um, you know, Patty, I'm so happy you went two hours this year. Maybe we can go seven hours next year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. That's good. a lot. I'm sticking it, too. <laughs> Not only the ride home with Patty Vasquez, but the whole Lunch. thing with Patty <laughs> It's a lot. Patty. It's a whole lot. My husband's like, no, yeah, just, no, uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and I just uh, thank you for being you. You made this radio station amazing. I mean... Don't get me wrong, the family meeting also makes the radio station amazing, and so does Stephanie. But you, in particular, bring a lot of laughter to the day after 11 o'clock in the morning, and we need that. And um, I, I think that I better go before I make this awkward. Oh, thank and you. I think that Donald Trump is still giving one of his coronavirus addresses from like three years ago and he just is wrapping up now. Nobody's ever going to be able to leave the speech ever again. I know. But I know. we love you, Esmeralda. Get your own show. We oh. need you on the air. And goodbye. Bye, Matt. Happy Bye, New Matt. Year. I'll talk, to you. Year. I'll talk to you next week. See, I didn't do the New Year's joke. I'll talk to you next year. Hey, Eduardo, mm. what are your plans for New Year's Eve? Yeah, I'm going to be at uh, Kingston Mines tomorrow. Oh, oh nice. Star Wars by the River. That's great. I've never been there. You know, I go out a lot to different places, and I've never been to Kingston Mines. But uh, I talk to somebody who says, I'll oh, have a great time over there. You will. They, they always go there with their friends. Absolutely. We'll have a great time. Are you going to, for the fireworks, are you going to, do you know someone that's in a high rise, or are you going down to the pier itself? Well, Actually, there's a couple locations. I think the other one is by the river, by, you know, by yeah. where you cross the bridge. Yep, that's the a good bridges. place to see it. Yep. That'd yeah, that's where I'm going to go. Awesome. Very cool. And it won't be too cold, so it's perfect. Right. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Outstanding. Nope. Well, enjoy your New we Year beat. We don't have to work till Tuesday, so yep. it's a yeah. Tuesday, so. Yeah, and stay away from the amateurs. That's the big deal, I think, is to stay away from the people Definitely. who don't drink, don't know how to drink on New Year's Eve all of a sudden. Be safe, Eduardo. Thank you so much. Happy New yep. Year. Feliz Año Nuevo. Yeah, take yep. care, everyone. Thank you so much. And I'll be at the Kenosha Comedy Club at the Wyndham Hotel. There are still a few tickets left. For, we have two shows tomorrow night, so come out and see us. Let's take a break here. We'll do news, and then we'll check in with our new friend, Frank, when we come back after this on WCPT 820, Heartland Signal. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Esmeralda Leon joins me 
as a co-host today. Sorry about that. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. I had the music up too loud. Ezra Liliana in studio with me. And uh, I, I want you to come in and whenever you want and have time, just say, hey, can I come hang out and do the show with you? I'd love to have you back. Sure. Anytime. And uh, we'll be you. doing Whiskey and a Cookie in 22 minutes. We mm. won't be on it necessarily at right. 630. But Adam Selzer, so far, I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> just Adam talking to people. Uh, and we are thrilled to welcome into studio Frank Hudetz, who is running for councilman, running for the councilman at lar- large. That's correct. So why do they call? Why tell me first of all because you do a great job in I know in your last race of explaining to people what a committeeman does, precinct committeeman. Right, right. So tell us about the the councilman at large so position. The way Wheaton works is uh, it's there's six councilmen on the, the council and and the mayor, but four of the councilmen represent the four different districts in Wheaton, and then two of the councilmen, and which is happening in this upcoming election are being elected to what they call the councilman at large position. So they represent and gather our signatures from all of the residents of Wheaton as we're trying to get on the ballot. So it, um, I, I think that's common among a lot of communities. Uh, I guess you could divide the city into six segments if you wanted, but uh, it's easier to have the north, south, east, and west, which you know they'll have their, their election in two years, and it's a four-year term. But it's... Um, just the way it was set up, you know, it's a it's a mayor city manager sort of government, so uh, I I think that's typical. Uh, I, I'm sure for for some citizens in Wheaton, it, it implies to them that it might be easier for them to pick up the phone and not only call their local, you know, district councilman and let's say the South District of Wheaton, but also the the councilman at large in case they can't reach the local one, and. Um, I don't think there's anything set in stone of really how it's supposed to flow, but I hope that helps you understand yeah. my understanding. Well, and, and I know that, like, you know, and as you can back me up on this one, mm-hmm. you ever see these lists of, like, the best 40 under 40 or, you know, oh, people yeah. making it? Yeah. I really need a list of people who've lived life, have done a lot, and, and are still, like, committing to to doing something new or yeah. taking on a challenge. Uh, we need a, a fresh faces over 50 is what, I mean, sorry, yes, over 40. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Everybody gets. Hey. Everybody hey, should get a chance. Qualify. I qualify. <laughs> yeah. uh, we do because we've lived life, and you have co- lived a life of service to your community as a retired firefighter. Mm-hmm. How old were you oh. when you became a firefighter? No, no, no. Oh, I mean, no. Not a firefighter. Oh, what I, were you? I'm I mean, sorry. Going back, uh, I don't know how far back you want to go, but I mean, my full-time uh, career for the. I thought I read. The, sorry, I read this wrong. Go ahead. There, there was another person in uh, the the uh, Cook, or excuse me, DuPage County, who was a firefighter. And just uh, was elected, re-elected to the county board. Oh, I see. I'm reading the wrong things. Greg Greg Schwartz. That's all right. But uh, he's a great guy, and so is his wife. But uh, my background uh, primarily was in running a company my father started here in Chicago at Superior and Wells, a printing company after having 10 children, uh, excuse me, 10 boys and two girls. He decided to call it John F. Hewitt's and Sons at the time. Smart move. And uh, I was the first son to join him in the early 70s when we had five employees. And then we moved the company out to Naperville because <clears throat> he was living at that time um, and did actually his entire life in Warrenville, the city, little city next to, to Wheaton. And I joined him there. And, uh, and one by one, each one of my nine brothers joined me. And the company grew over 40-some years to 600 employees and uh, a multinational company in wow. Europe and the United States. But, um, yeah, my my business background is pretty deep, which um, also leads to a lot of other things that uh, help me understand DuPage County. And, and now that I've been Wheaton the last 12 years, um, certainly been ingrained into 
you know, the, the pluses of Wheaton, which are, are many. I mean, Wheaton enjoys a lot of good things. And, um, but I'm, I'm running uh, for a number of reasons. And number one, which is uh, I think I can add value with uh, my past experiences and, and also just professional training and, and leadership and running large organizations with large budgets. So um, I'm excited to give it a shot, and but you gave a good lead-in when, with the uh, <clears throat> the point that uh, it isn't as common as I thought it would be, where people over 50 are, are jumping back in. In fact, a lot of times as I would go around canvassing and getting my signatures, people say, "Well, why are you doing this?" You know? Yeah. Why? No, people people say to anybody running, by the way. But yes, oh my they'll, they'll say you don't have to do this. Aren't you or... semi-retired? Or sure. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I said, no, I'm fine. And actually, my father uh, was probably part of the initial inspiration. He was uh, the second mayor of Warrenville in the late 70s. And uh, and that inspired me to, to certainly consider that political path, even though I had even thought about it earlier that when I was uh, in the Navy during Vietnam. Uh, for whatever reason, I was really up on politics and taking a lot of interest in different uh, coursework and things like that. But it's um, it's kind of fulfilling a passion in some ways to answer your, your question and, with, and others' questions. Why are you doing it? Um, I'm ready to do it. I, I feel like uh, the timing's right. You know, there's been other positions that I've actually thought of running for, and uh, it, I don't like to jump into anything unless I can really go all in and, and give it you know more than you know ten hours a week. I, I want to be there twenty hours a week, you know, really digging in and understanding all aspects of what what the needs are for the community in this case as you know when do you know when the city's election is for the mayor here and alder people oh come on yeah, it's february 20th. February. okay february 20th. i know it's february it's february 20th and, and early voting will be available as well yes uh, i so, have i have my mail-in ballot all ready oh, to be excellent. sent to me or whatever they're going to do when they do that. <laughs> that's the primary, right? For the no, it's a, we only do a general. It'll most likely be a runoff. But oh, okay. it's, if someone gets 50 plus one, both with the alder people and the mayor, then they would be the outright winner. Mm-hmm. Chances mm-hmm. are we will have with 11 candidates, I believe mm-hmm. is where we're at. Mm-hmm. We will probably have a runoff. Okay. And your election is in April, correct? April 4th. And uh, the position I'm running for a councilman at large, there's only three people running for two positions. Oh, Excellent. I like those numbers. I do, too, especially when you talk about fundraising and so on. Yeah. It's, um, the other dynamic here, in case you didn't know, I mean, the, the Wheaton City Councilmen are paid $3,000 a year. So relative to aldermen in Chicago and, and elsewhere, yeah. it's not a high-paying job. <laughs> and uh, the mayor, I believe, earns 6000 But um, Wow. So how much would you want to raise uh, as far as donations to, to gain that sort of income, which isn't my motivation anyhow? But uh, I think some people kind of weigh that out, especially maybe people over 50 who are saying, gee, I could make 3000 here or whatever over here. But I, I enjoy volunteering in, in many different ways. And like I said, the, the passion for politics has always been there. Uh, but there's a number of other reasons too that I, that I chose to to really jump in. Is I know that with and you talk about it in your walk piece for folks who aren't familiar yeah. with the literature that candidates have. We have like a walk piece. We have uh, right. Uh, you know, you have your precinct captain uh, information here, which is great. I love that you explain what a precinct committeeman does uh, right. because a lot of folks don't realize uh, what the responsibilities are, how they can help people in their community exactly. when it comes to civic duty and things like that. And you have the boundaries of the precinct, which is fantastic. 
fantastic. Exactly. I love that. And then a walk piece, you know, you want to leave something at a door every time you knock on a mm-hmm. door if someone's not home. You're your own mailman, essentially. Right. You know? Right. So it, it's it's valuable. Uh, and then obviously you want to have a website. And when you mentioned uh, fundraising, uh, so are you are you reaching out to people and saying, hey, you know, if you because if, if, the way I explain it to folks when I ask mm-hmm. them what, for contributions to my campaign, I say, you know, I know it's hard. It's really hard to ask people for money, but it's about investing in good government. Mm-hmm. This is an investment. This is, you know, no matter what, you are investing in the process, too. Right, right. And it's, uh, I think, in most cases, that's that's evident to people, especially nowadays. I mean, the the world is involved, it seems like, with politics 24-7 and three, sure. six five days a year. But uh, I do have a website, bankonfrank.org. Uh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> so bank on Frank! Certainly meant to mean not go to the bank, but but, uh, sure. but, but you can Count trust on. me. We can count on you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, and right there on the website, uh, there's a button to donate. And uh, I certainly encourage people to consider that who inquire. Uh, at this stage, uh, I haven't, to be honest with you, been been pushing that. We have a couple events starting to happen. And, and in fact, you know, speaking to people who have gone through this process before in the city of Wheaton and other communities, it's really the these three months, you know, in this case this year, you know, January, February, and March, where the real effort is going to be put in place. And we have... Events uh, planned already that uh, we'll certainly have an ask after those and also wherever else we can uh, show up and give our pitch. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too, is, uh, you know, asking people to have a coffee, invite your neighbors or a barbecue, depending on how the weather is. Right. March is going to be a little tough for an outdoor thing. Right. Uh, but that it's it really is a grassroots effort to, to run a race like this, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, there there are people who are activists, so to speak, you know, in terms of uh, really wanting to help out. I think what's a huge help to me is being a part of a, a, a township, Milton Township, which just has a tremendous uh, reputation for helping all candidates, you know, no matter what category, you know, in terms of distributing literature and showing up for events and, you know, whatever they can do, holding coffees or having you know, different get-togethers at their homes. It's it's a very, very, you know, active group who really want to, you know, have their candidates uh, be seen and heard. And so I'm so fortunate to be a precinct committeeman in Milton Township. And uh, as I've helped other people, I'm sure they're going to help me, you know, as I try to go down this path and get on the, the city council. We are hanging out with Frank C. Huditz. Yeah, I have a son who's Frank J. Who's so, yeah, <laughs> just in case people are like, wait, I know Frank from, from high school. Not that Frank. Frank J. is a comedian, by the way. Oh, Frank J. <laughs> so Frank C. is running, Frank C. Huditz. Huditz? Huditz, yeah, Hudetz. it's uh, Slovak. Is, oh, is running for council. He's running for uh, councilman at large. Councilman at large, city of Wheaton. City of Wheaton. We're going to continue our conversation uh, after this break. And uh, we can go to bankonfrank.org to learn more about his campaign. And uh, we want to learn more about why you got into this race and sure. uh, what you hope to accomplish and what you've noticed from the, the functions of, I mean, uh, you, have you ever watched uh, City Hall as, you can watch the City of Chicago online while they're in their proceedings. It's dramatic. Yeah, I've seen, they just yell and <laughs> some of it has been, it's been, it's been interesting. <laughs> Lots with, of arguing. Yeah, yeah. Some, some of that, a lot of, lot, of, lot of stuff going on. So I want to find out what that, what the energy is like in Wheaton when we come back. I'll let you know. Excellent. We'll be right back after this on WCPT 820, Heartland Signal. Don't forget that you can text Jalapenos to 773-763-9278 for your chance to win a $50 gift card from Gindo's Spice of Life. Go to Gindo's.com to find out about all their great products. More in a moment on Driving at Home with me, Patty.
You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. We are driving it home until 7. I'm your host, Patty Vasquez. Joining me in studio is my guest co-host today, Esmeralda Leon. And uh, she is the co-host of the podcast, Nick D, available wherever mm-hmm. podcasts are available or on Radio Misfits. Yeah, you can go to Radio Misfits, but, you know, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can search there and you'll find it. And coming up on January 17th, they will be doing a live recording of the podcast at Rosemont Zanies, as they do every month. Yes. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have in studio with us a candidate for councilman at large of Wheaton. We have Frank Huditz. Gosh, am I getting it right? You're getting it right. <laughs> Frank C. Huditz uh, is running for councilman, and you can go to bankonfrank.org to learn more about his campaign. Uh, And I want to find out, you know, one of the reasons I got involved, I started advocating for families who have someone with a disability. About 12 years ago, I traveled to Springfield to find out how the sausage was made, and I was like, well, this is really horrifying. Let me me get involved. Uh, So what was your catalyst? Well, the catalyst certainly had to revolve around, you know, the seniors that I was getting interacting with, uh, you know, under the Wheaton Housing Commission, which I didn't mention earlier. I've also been a volunteer for, for a hospice organization that calls on, on veterans who are in their final stages. But more than anything else, it was understanding uh, what my wife, who was diagnosed with MS, has gone through over the last 47 years and uh, and how important it is, you know, for any community, any municipality to understand the needs of their seniors, of their people with disabilities, uh, mental and physical. And uh, and it, it's a true fact. I mean, baby boomers are, you know, retiring like 11,000 of them every day. Oof. So the population is growing quickly. Uh, the good news for seniors is living longer. But the bad news for municipalities is that they've got to figure out a way to take care of some of these people that didn't used to live to their 70s or 80s or 90s. And so my passion, along with um, always being inspired uh, by politics, is to really try to address the issue of, of what can be done for people in these categories, of the seniors, of the people with disabilities. And, uh, and there has been a number of different programs. Uh, one large one, which is a very much a, a buzzword, is called Aging in Place. And it initially, you know, really was kind of set up to address health care needs for individuals who, who wanted to be at home, that you really didn't want to move on uh, to a nursing home or anyone else, they wanted to stay there. But it, it has expanded to, to a lot of other elements, uh, including housing, including you know, transportation, including meals. And, and so Wheaton and DuPage County in general you know, has kept pace as, as quick as they could. But I, I think it's a tsunami getting ready to hit everyone in the suburbs, as it is already in the city, uh, on the housing end of it, you're reading more and more stories about these tiny houses that uh, Mayor of Chicago was trying. I just read the city of Elgin is going through the same process, um, and, and on and on with all those things. If if we can't, if we're not proactive, in my opinion, and, and here's the hard part about being on a city council like Wheaton, uh, you're really not a part of, of running the day to day of what happens in the city. So you're 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 legislating and suggesting things that should be considered. And so uh, it's a long process, but it's, now is a good time to start because I, I really feel, as other people have put into uh, publication, that over the next 10 years, this is going to become a growing, growing, more growing problem. Uh, the majority of people who are homeless are over 65. Mm. I mean, so there are so many elements that if you ignore it, you know, and, and you're not ready for it, all of a sudden your community could really be 
you know, in somewhat of a chaotic scenario. Uh, so I hope if, if elected and I'm on the city council that I can be a voice for that. And the uh, city of Naperville recently um, really heard loud and clear uh, about the same need that I'm talking about. And they've, they've put a plan in place where they bought a huge piece of land. Uh, there's going to be the plan is for senior uh, citizens to age in place there as well as uh, younger people with uh, disabilities. And uh, to have both ends of the spectrum there to address those needs. And uh, I know Glenn Allen was looking at a program as well. So it's it's very much on on the front burner. Um, I'm also a, a past chair of the DuPage Foundation, so it's really given me a, a viewpoint of all the other parts of you know services in DuPage County that people depend on, from food pantries to you know mental health facilities and so on. And so, in my opinion, uh, at a minimum, I'm hoping that the city of Wheaton, uh, if I'm on the city council, will will start with possibly a task force to look at this, and then. Uh, develop policies, but little by little, hopefully, get more ready and more prepared, and and actively, you know, doing things that um, I feel need to be addressed, and and hopefully, you know, won't be an issue for the city down the down the road. Well, and that's the thing that isn't it as always the hardest thing to impress upon people. They see folks who are living in tents or under a viaduct, mm-hmm. and there's so much disdain, and like I I don't want to have to see them, right. Yeah, right. and the thing is, it's they were probably in your shoes before that. They were productive citizens, and they did this and that, and then something just happened. Right, wrong choice of something or loss of money somewhere, and it just started starts to snowball. And then you're in this other position, and yeah, it's a shame. We need more services, more funding to help people in yeah. in that kind of. So maybe. Prevent it. Exactly. But nobody <laughs> wants to spend money on pre- well, the, because, prevention. Yeah. Yeah. It's like insurance companies. They don't want to do anything that's preventative medicine. Mm-hmm. They only want to do something that, you know, they want to be reactive instead of proactive. Exactly. Right. And that's how we end up in more dire situations. For every dollar you invest in somebody now, you save $7, mm-hmm. $10 per, per, you know, in care, right? If someone has to be in a facility, well, right? My wife's a good example. So when we first moved to Wheaton, um, we were switching doctors and, um, we came across um, uh, Northwestern, uh, excuse me, it was, it was DuPage Medical Group, who recommended this doctor who was just launching a, a at-home you know, care service for patients like my wife, where it was difficult for her to get in. And uh, this, this guy has gone on to speak in front of Congress and run bigger organizations all over the country. But his whole idea was, hey, you know, insurance companies, if you're, if you're really listening here, uh, you would encourage this to happen everywhere. Why, why drive all these people to go to the hospital or all these other places when you could have physicians visit them at home mm-hmm. once a month, which she still has right now. Every month, uh, this nurse uh, practitioner comes to visit her and doc- doctors when needed. So there's, there's very much uh, that as part of the early element of aging in place. And now AARP has gotten behind a, a whole process of you want to be certified as an aging in place city. Uh, you start with task force, like as, as I was mentioning, things like that. So it's uh, I, I'm all in on trying to get more attention and more focus on that. I also think we need to be. It's I'm, I'm trying to articulate this, and, I, and I'm formulating the idea. We also we have to learn how to age. 
I think that because a lot of people who, as we get older, mm-hmm. we're we're a little stubborn about what we can't do anymore and mm-hmm. when we need help. And we, I want, I want, right. I want to find a way for us to have the grace and the presence of the person that's helping you. You know, making sure that you don't fall isn't. You know, they people they get annoyed. The 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 pressure and the strain on caregivers, whether they're paid right. or family members, yeah. is enormous. It is. It is enormous, and it's and it's hard to find good ones nowadays. Yeah. And because uh, uh, I'm my wife's uh, Carolyn's primary caregiver, but you know I've also had other caregivers come in, and and sometimes they just don't work out. But but it's it, in some cases, yeah, it's it's difficult for them to have the patience that I've built up over all these years. Yeah. And uh, and how do you teach that? Uh, well. I think you have a class on that. Weren't you doing with kind, I do with kind words. Uh, so I, I do. Have, I, I'm a consultant for medical professionals, and my and it's based more on my experience. So I have obviously more. Well, and my dad as well. Uh, you know the way the language that they use has an impact on a patient's ability to recover or lead lead life to their fullest, mm-hmm. and for the caregivers in their lives to be able to adjust to whatever new circumstances they are confronted with. Um, so that's a lot of the work that I do. But it, that's wonderful. But I I also think that we are like internally we need to learn uh i, I wish i could write a book about like look this is some of these things your life is going to change from the, the point of view of a patient or someone getting older is also you know think you know just accept the chase and accept it's hard it's hard to accept the fact that we aren't as vital as we once were let's talk a little bit more when we come back i gotta take a break here and update people on traffic and i gotta start whisking a cookie for adam and, and uh elliot so you can listen to us on two different places on the patty vasquez show page let me get this going here uh let's take a break We'll be right back after this on WCPT uh, <laughs> Heartland Signal. We're hanging out in the studio with Frank Hudetz, who's running for councilman at large, and Esmeralda Leon, guest co host tonight. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820. We are in, we're live in the studio, so you can watch the Facebook live stream if you go to WCPT's Facebook page. And we are in studio with guest co-host Esmeralda Leon. You can catch her every month at Zany's Comedy Club for the live live broadcast and recording of the Nick D podcast. Yeah, for a second there, it sounded like I was going to do stand-up. I'm like, no. (laughs) Mm. And Nick has a new podcast. uh, What is it? SNL. uh, This show hasn't been funny for years, I think. Yes. The name of it? Yes. Something like that. It's about SNL and how he's RadioMisfits.com. Yeah. You can find all the podcasts that we do. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And in studio with us is a candidate for a uh, committeeman at a uh, councilman at large right. for Wheaton. It's uh, Frank Huditz and uh, Frank C. Huditz. Right. And uh, we're talking about his race and what some of the priorities are. Have you watched, like, is Wheaton one of those city halls or, or councilman mm-hmm. halls, like meetings where it gets out of control and people get up and start yelling about books in the library and have you had any of that? Those fireworks? Um, well, you know, I, I know there's been some of that at the school board meetings, but not not at the city council meetings. That's, I mean, people do come and voice their opinions. Uh, it's it's relatively civil though, though compared to what we're know, seeing, what you might have seen in Chicago or at some school board meetings. And knock on wood, it stays that way. Um, but there's a um, yeah, a part of the issue. I think. I mean, the majority of the city services are working very well. The majority of citizens, I think, are very happy. Uh, as we are, um, what really triggered me in the final get-go of, of running for this office, though, was <clears throat> July 1st. And running, you know, walking in this parade in Highland Park, you know, it comes on the news just as I finish. 
and I said to myself, you know what, I, I want to I want to do this now. I want to make sure this city it doesn't get rattled to its bones next Fourth of July, and, and we're ready to to march with uh, no fear. And so I decided to uh, uh, apply for the Wheaton Citizen Police Academy, which mm. I, which I went through at the ten week academy, just to get a deeper knowledge of what's what's happening with the police department, which is refreshing uh, to know. I mean, they they have their bases covered. I mean, just about every officer there has their bachelor's degree or higher, and they're very well trained and very smart. And uh, Wheaton just simply has a lot to be proud of. But their city council meetings, back to your point. Uh, rarely get out of control. Um, I went and spoke up uh, on this issue that we were just talking about here, as far as you know, housing for seniors and that sort of thing. And um, and they listened very politely, which I, I was welcoming. But I I kind of expected more conversation afterwards. But but that's not really the protocol there. They they tend to um, I think you know huddle afterwards and, and talk to the city manager, who really calls the shots at the end of the day, and it really brings the budget issues up for. For review and so on, but uh, I, I know it uh, it sinks in to the council members if you're if you're speaking passionately about different issues, and a lot of people do come forward and talk about it. But rarely have I seen a council meeting where anybody's uh, throwing things or yelling too much or getting violent or vulgar or whatever. Yeah, that's the thing that's been shocking is watching. The thing that's been shocking is watching some of these, like one woman reading excerpts from a book about these sexual acts and how she doesn't want her kid, but she's like, re, like it, it, yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. That, that there was a Wheaton City, uh, excuse me, school board meeting where, where that, that happened. Yeah, it's like some sort of mania that's taken a hold of folks' imaginations. It's a, it's a tough one to sort out. And, and I think um, I don't have it with me. But there's I'll pass it on you. It was an interesting article uh, recently in the Washington Post about uh, a way to look at it in a perspective that you know it might be helpful. And, and like anything else, I mean, if you want to deal with the opponent in whatever frame of mind they are, the best way is to try to find common ground first of all, what you can both agree on, and then go from there. But when it turns into a shouting match, it's it's pretty tough to. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. to, to deal with that. Yeah. As have you ever thought about running for office? No. No. Mm-mm. So when so have you ever, I commend both of you for doing it for trying for anything anybody that tries to run for all of that I cannot cuz I would I well one I would just be yelling at people and nobody wants to vote for that. <laughs> Do you ever get candidates at you? Because a lot of folks, especially har- apartment buildings, are the hardest to go door knocking. Yes, because uh, you've got the whole you know you have the whole bank of you know doorbells mm-hmm. and whether or not anyone wants to come down. And especially during the pandemic, now you're in that weird little foyer like you have. Yeah, I unfortunately don't never, answer my yeah, buzzer. Never, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I know someone's coming. I'm like, Mm-mm. do you get uh, political like you know cards like stuck in your mailbox yes. like, on the sides of oh, the mailboxes? Yes, yes, yes. Do you yes, ever yes. look at those? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, you look at them. Yeah. You know, you want. Advice, I guess. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, no, I'm just giving you all advice for the common people. Just, you know, bullet points. We'd like to know, like, straight and forward what you're about. What do you think of this? Because I, I kind of love that that blue box are all the, the goals that Frank set for himself and what is it, what he's done and what, and like, just for the, oh, in yeah. order to run for office. Like, I like this. And I like that it's status. Where it's yeah. at, because a lot yes. of times people right. be like, I'm going to do this. And it's like, whoa, did you? Have you? Or what are you doing about it? No. You actually, you yeah. have that you did it in progress. And all that, that's nice. Yeah, I think I'm going to steal that, Frank. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> please do. Okay. I think uh, when you can show the public that you're, you, you want to be accountable to them and to what you say, uh, I, I think that adds points. Yes, to, to completely. And so, um, no, I, I'm all for... Um, 
you know, the situation where, you know, actions speak louder than words. And, um, you know, I know there are a lot of online smashing and mudslinging going on. Uh, I, I, it kind of reminds me of, you, you were talking earlier about the, uh, the Tom Hanks uh, Maverick movie. I watched that the other night, too, and it's... It's interesting in that movie, if you watch Tom Hanks and he's brought oh, Tom on the cruise. I'm sorry, Tom <laughs> Cruise. That'd be a whole other movie with Tom Hanks. pretty <laughs> good, too, yeah. So Tom Cruise is called on the carpet a number of times by his superiors, and, and rather than lashing out at them, he proves them wrong with yes. his actions. Yeah. And that's, that's my approach to anyone who's going to try to sling mud at me. You know, go ahead, throw all you want. I'll show you with my actions what I, I think you're going to be wishing you had not put me down about I and I was going to say if if you did have a candidate because uh, Frank mentioned earlier that folks ask him, ask him like you're you're semi retired why are you doing this have mm-hmm. you ever I mean because people ask me that even when I was on the doors right. well, who want, why would you want to run for office do you ever think about no, like, no. because I'm like I'm assuming you've decided right. that's on you, <laughs> you I mean somebody has to yeah it's like that's not my job you apparently want to do it so you go ahead and do it <laughs> good luck with that right I'm like but you know what do you want okay well you're gonna run what are you gonna do about like what are you doing why why do you want to do this and i think that what i love what i would do if i were you once you win i'm guessing you are going to do this you're going to continue to do the progress these are my goals this is how i'm making your neighborhood safer all the even all the things that you say you want to do then you keep sending out this an update to your constituents right in fact that's the last sentence on that lower right box is talking about after elected you'll find that i'm a goal setter yeah and uh, you know, I would fully intend to to you know expand uh, my advocacy in any way I can, and uh, I hope um, you know little by little people would would listen more. Well, that's uh, I, I really appreciate this. And, and is, now I know that when I would go in and talk to people about my campaign, I would sometimes leave thinking, "Oh, I forgot to say something." Was there anything you wanted to make sure you said before you go tonight? Gosh. Um, first of all, thank you. Oh, <laughs> for that's connecting, nice. of course. Uh, you and your producer with my daughter and, and uh, having me on the show. It's been wonderful for you to invite me on here. And uh, and thank you to the listeners for listening in. But uh, truly, I, I, I think the, um, the words of wisdom, you know, for anyone over 50 and, and semi-retired is... Um, you know, I, I think it's almost a civic duty that you give back, and uh, it's it's not treacherous waters to to go out and and, and try to uh, get involved. And uh, I I would encourage anyone, and as I have, to if not running for office, I mean, there's every city, every community has these commissions. They're always looking for volunteers, so uh, get involved. In fact, I mean, I subscribe to you know the other bigger picture of of the entire country. And schools, especially having more civic uh, classes like we used to have as kids. Yeah. You know, there needs to be more of an introduction to that in social studies. Even though STEM is important, you know, I I think um, there should be more advocacy for for that happening. So we can not just make, you know, different pockets better, but the entire world, the entire country as we we move on. Well, thank you so much for having the courage to run because it does take that and grit. And I wish the very best to your family because they're in this campaign, too. Uh, I know that uh, that you're a loving husband and I know that your wife is behind you 100 percent on this. uh, But it does take its toll on on anybody who's uh, married to a candidate. They are a candidate as well. Yes. yes. So so thank you to your wife. I will pass it on for sure. And uh, And your family and, and everyone that's supporting Frank, you 
go to Frank uh, bankonfrank.org to learn more about his campaign. Let's let's check in with you uh, when when you're when it's right for you to come sure. back before the April fourth election for the Wheaton Councilman at Large Correct. Uh, race. There's only, there's four candidates, three slots. So we're feeling good about Frank's chances. Doesn't mean that he she's, doesn't mean that he's going to sit back and go. Oh, you know, my, I like my odds. Right. He's work, he's out there working, walking, and uh, talking right. to people. I exactly. love it. Congra- congratulations on running, Thank and you I, so I much. wish you the best. At best, and let's check in with you in uh, let's do March. Does that sound good? Sounds good. All right, maybe and before then, if you want to call in and say, "Hey, here's how it's going." Here. I and will. Do you what do you need from our the listeners who might maybe work, live in Wheaton or? Oh my gosh, you know, and, and there's I would bet a lot of your listeners who don't live in Wheaton, but it'd be great if they sent an email to the people they know that live that way and tell them about bankonfrank.org. Check this guy out. He's for real. He doesn't have a phony resume. He hasn't padded anything. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Thankfully, it's always a bonus. uh, That would be wonderful if they just passed the word. Outstanding. Have a wonderful New Year. Happy New Year to you and your family. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's take a break here. We'll wrap up with Ez and a couple phone calls. Uh, WCPT uh, 820am.com if you want to listen to the show on the stream and text jalapenos to 773-763-WCPT for your chance to win a $50 gift card to Gindo's Spice of Life. More in a moment. Listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. We are in the WCPT show. It's not really a showcase. It's a uh, cozy studio here at, uh, uh, over here on the northwest side. Oh, my goodness. What, uh, what, I don't even know what defines a showcase. I think it was studio. the way that people could see us. Oh, is on, that on it? Michigan okay. Avenue? That was yeah. <laughs> windows. Yeah, windows, windows <laughs> to the world. All right. Have you seen the Trip Tower recently? Like the, um, any of the inside, like the fancy no. schmancy apartments. It's and the no. condos. It's crazy. I haven't seen the lobby. Folks said it's pretty. It's kind of the same, but with nicer security guards. Right. That's of course. What's, <laughs> <laughs> they were fine. I didn't have any uh, trouble with the. You know, when I used to go stair climbing. Uh, it was it was wild to be in the stairwells, and we mm-hmm. also did one time did a ghost hunting thing with some of my. I, had a, like I mean, Scott that place Marcus. has. I mean, I'm sure there's ghosts o- roaming over, around. Yeah, over a hundred some years, and one of the security guards refused to go. He's like, "Yeah, I hear things in one of the stairwells." Oh he would God. not. He was like, he didn't want to talk <laughs> about it. Yeah, it creeped him out. I love. I loved working in that building. I will say that. Uh, so, uh, hi, ladies. Sending is this from Mirna. Hi, ladies. Sending you. You all and your loved ones, good thoughts, a new year full of love, peace, good health, happiness, and prosperity. Thank you for listening, Mirna. My pleasure to be here, and I hope that you have a happier new year as well. Uh, we also have uh, Brian's on hold, been on hold for a little bit. Hey, Brian, what's on your mind, my friend? Well, hi, Patty. First of all, I'd like to say uh, I wanted to say that uh, last Saturday you and your guests did a super uh, intelligent and interesting job substituting for Edwin. Thank you. And uh, I'd like to say oh, uh, Happy New Year to you. And uh, if you're listening out there, Happy New Year to Roosevelt. And uh, yesterday, Roosevelt was uh, singing the glories of shrimp pizza. And I have to agree with him on the, uh, that as a lot of other things he says. But shrimp, have you ever tried shrimp pizza, uh, Patty? Um, I have I have not. I'm, like For me, like I'm thinking of, like, is it frozen, sh- like a little frozen shrimp? And, like, yeah, the little it, tiny it baby done right. shrimp. I think, yeah. yeah, I think if it's done right, I, I could see liking a, a, so a shrimp. There's a white sauce, right? 
Is it I t- guess you could do a red sauce. I guess so. Yeah, where do you get your shrimp yeah, pizza it, from? It's delicious if you ever get a chance. Okay, we believe yeah, you. I just uh, wanted to check in and say that to you and uh, have a happy new year, and uh, we look forward to the next one. Happy new year, Brian. Happy I new appreciate year. that. What are your plans for New Year's Eve, Ez? Uh, we're just going to a friend's house. Oh, see, kind of quiet and a little toast yeah. and champagne and stuff. Yeah. We, don't, we, don't, we don't try to go to the big party things just because... Ugh, just, yeah. Again, people. <laughs> I I have done in 25 years, I've probably done 20 New Year's Eve shows as a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember one year I was working with a uh, music. Uh, so Taylor Mason does uh, like puppets and music. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, well, this is the only these are the only people that should do New Year's Eve shows if, yeah. if, for comedy shows or <laughs> like singers and anybody with bright, shiny objects. Right. And, it keeps you. Uh, yeah. 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 Because yeah, like, I remember we were at Zany's one year. I opened for uh, Lewis Black a couple of times at Zany's on Wells. Mm. And, uh, y- you know, you know how Lewis is. Lewis is a bit of a crank, right? And now imagine giving an entire room full of somewhat intoxicated people their noisemakers before the show starts. Oh, no. Come on. Come on. I mean, what? What is, yeah. And, and so what I would have to do as the host is I would go up and go, okay, right now, I, I know you want to play with your toys. Just do it right now before we get this started. <laughs> We're going to do it now. We'll do a practice run of how loud your stuff is, your all twirly, cranky things, yeah, and your yeah. kazoos and all that stuff. Uh, because otherwise, it's just, a, it, it's just too hard. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I love that people go to a comedy show. I mean, none of us are going to do 45 minutes on, like, it's New Year's. You know right. what I mean? So it's going to be a, a fun comedy show. Go out and have a good time. Uh, please come out to a comedy show. Come to Kenosha, uh, the Wyndham in uh, the Wyndham Hotel. I'll be doing comedy there. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I uh, my, plus my thing was always calling my parents from stage. I used to do that every Aww. every New Year's. I'd call my parents and say Happy New Year. So it was always That's nice. Sweet. Do you call your parents at New Year's? I do. At midnight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See, I love that. I don't know why. Yeah. I just they're the ones I, I just I feel to. like I have to. Yeah. I have to wish them a happy new year. Happy, my mom will be with me, by the way, in Kenosha. Aww. She wants to help sell my t-shirts. Oh, that's be, nice. Yeah, I'll be selling my just because you can talk doesn't mean you should t-shirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> some good advice. That is some good advice. Hey, Roosevelt's calling to talk to Brian. Hey, Roosevelt. <laughs> hey, uh, Patty. Esmeralda. Hey, Esmeralda. Yes. How do you spell, how do you spell your last name? L-E-O-N. Leon. Mm-hmm. Yes, but but I, I tried saying it like that, and she told me not to do the flair. <laughs> it's too much. She told me not to do yeah. that. Also, to be honest, I can't really say it with the accent and then jump into English. It's difficult for me. Well, so I just it's... keep it at Leon. If you can do it, Leon, great. But yeah. yeah. I'm... <laughs> See, I'm familiar with the word because where I was born was in the state of Nuevo Leon uh-huh. in Mexico. Uh-huh. Well, it also and means lion in, in Spanish. Exactly. Yeah. And while I'm in the subject of Nuevo León, back to Brian. The, the pizza that I said that I had was shrimp pizza in Nuevo León, in oh. Monterrey, Nuevo León. Monterrey, Nuevo León. And they weren't frozen pe- uh, little bitty shrimp cocktails. They're shrimp. big giant no, shrimp? They were 26 to 30 cups. Oh, that my was, goodness. That's what it was. So it was made fresh. And maybe that's the difference. Maybe oh, that's yeah. why it impressed. Maybe that's why it impressed me so much because it was fresh shrimp. And it was made there, right there. It was like a pizza place. Okay. In Monterey, in Nuevo León. And by the way, Monterey, Nuevo León is a, a big uh, industrial city uh, in Mexico. That's where they make all the. They do all their canning of beers and, yeah. and plenty of restaurants. And by the way, I don't know if I'm going to gross you guys out. There is a restaurant there. 
that all it serves is goat's heads. Goat's heads. Okay. Just goat's heads. So they they um, there's a lot of specialty restaurants in that city. Interesting. Nice. So, Good to know. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever your goat's heads needs. Yes. <laughs> we know. There is a restaurant. Yeah, and uh, and I just called you guys because I wanted to make sure I spoke to you guys to wish you a happy new year. Right? And and uh, enjoy some tamales. Go somewhere and enjoy some tamales, some typical Latino food. So, yes. Tamale, my, one of my favorites is Tamale Express or the guy that shows up with the cooler at bars after 2 a.m. Oh, yeah. yeah. Claudio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our man Claudio. And and try try the ones that are, um, you know, a little bit uh, not too familiar, such as my mom my used to make. My mom's like 91, so she don't make them anymore. But she used to make fresa tamales, uh, strawberry mm-hmm. tamales. Yeah, you can do sweet yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. I like the poblano con queso that they make it at Tamale Express. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You got queso, queso, and then you got jalapeno. Did you ever have jalapeno? I have not. Those are great, too. Yeah, those are great, too. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I I grew up on all that stuff back in Mexico. Um, But the the, the original tamales, where we come from, from Nuevo Leon, by the way, from the state, are pig's head, the Uh whole pig's head. Yeah, I, oh, that's yeah. the good. That's, that's a good bit. So the get, cheek get and big, yes, get the big pig's cheek. I know mm-hmm. it's, it's tender. And Patty, yes, and Patty, I'm gonna make your 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 mouth your mouth water because the original chicharrones. I used to pick them up for my grandfather in Mexico. You have to go like six o'clock in the morning. What they do is they put them in a. Did you ever, uh, did you ever play loteria? No, I have not played loteria. You never play loteria? Mm-mm. Okay, okay. So anyway. Yeah, yeah, 20 seconds, because they're going to throw me out of the studio. Go ahead. Okay, that's enough. It's a big (laughs) costume, a a big costume, a big thing, and you cook cook the chicharron. It's made out of brass. I'm sorry, copper, copper, copper. Okay. That's it. All right. There's your chicharron. Chicharron. (laughs) Thanks, Roosevelt. Happy New Year. Thank you, guys. Be well. Happy New Year to you guys. Thank thank you. Thank you so much for joining joining me today. Come play again. Thank you for having me. Of course. Let's go. We're going to jump on whiskey and a cookie next. Yes. In the conference room. (laughs) Uh, Esmeralda Leon, you can catch her every month at the Zanies in Rosemont. This month, the next one will be January 17th. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure we'll have her on, hopefully, before the next one. It's the Nick D podcast, a Mm -hmm. live broadcast and recording. Uh, Go to zanies.com for ticket information. Just click Click on Rose, Rosemont and you'll find it there and find the Nick D podcast anywhere they are. You listen to podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Or RadioMisfits.com. Excellent. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Have Happy New Year. I'll happy be at the New Kenosha Year. Comedy Club tomorrow and I'm selling my shirt, so come out and play. Bye, Paul. Happy New Year.